The Generator Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping you heal, align, and expand your intuition. With high vibe content and lightened conversations and weekly energetic updates, we are here to help you get and stay lit by connecting you to your highest self. Get inspired by tuning in to today's episode of The Generator Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another fanciful Tuesday. <laughs> Wait, is today Tuesday? No, but when this episode comes out, it will be Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, you totally, you got me there. <laughs> I was like, we were really off on the days. No, no, no. I did say it was Thursday earlier, but I now <laughs> know it's Wednesday in real time. But when you guys hear this, it'll be Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. Ooh. Ah. Ooh. We do hope you guys are enjoying all the Aquarian vibes. Yes. We're really all into this. Laura, how's your week been going? You know, little this, little that. <laughs> Technical difficulties. <laughs> well, tell us a little bit about the this or the that. Yeah, definitely technology and I are um, finding balance. <laughs> I am having a bit of a of war with it every day. We've been trying to record and do different things, and it hasn't been working. So I am learning how to let go of control, go with the flow, give myself, you know, grace and time to figure it out because... I have zero idea. I have like no understanding of technology. Luckily, Victoria and her boyfriend does. They have a lot more insight. So I'm thankful that you guys at least have some thoughts on what to look up and change and shift. So here we are. We made it. We made it. How was your trip home? Uh, 20 hours travel time home was a lot. I Why have did been it take 20 hours. Because it takes so long to drive to the airport, get on the plane, then we had a delay, then we arrived in Sacramento, then we were waiting for someone to pick us up, then we got back to Reading, then we hadn't eaten for 18 hours, so we had to Ugh. stop and eat some food, and then we had another hour and 30 minute drive home, and by the time we got home, it was 20 hour travel time. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, and we had only gotten three hours of sleep before we started our travel. So we were running off of three hours of, well, technically not. I slept on the plane, but still, it was exhausting. So I'm just kind of getting back into the flow. Still a little jet lagged, <laughs> falling asleep early, waking up early, but I'm here and I'm happy to be home. I missed my home. How was the actual trip other than the jet lag and travels? It was really good. I would say... I am very thankful I have a boyfriend to come home with me and to hang out with my family. It's a different energy, a different experience when you're not alone. You're able to kind of talk back and forth about the family dynamics and the patterns and how much you've grown. And to also have him see where I've come from and how much I've grown is such a blessing to be able to share that with him. And he's like, I get you on a whole new level. And it bonded us a lot deeper. So, yeah, it was great time with my family. I, I honestly 
thought a week was a perfect amount of time for everything that we did. Yeah, I definitely feel like I can resonate about the, I feel like I understood Caleb on a whole different level when I got around like his extended family over the holidays, because you do, you're like, oh, this is why you do that. This is why you do that. This is why. And even seeing myself react in ways that he reacted and be like, oh, if I grew up in this environment, I might would react like this as well. And not in like some really great things and some, you know, so I'm not saying like every, all of his reactions were negative by any means, but just even seeing like, like a positive thing of, oh, like all the men in his family are very um, involved and like connected to their spouses. And there's a sense of like a strong sense of marriages in that family. And they take their relationships very, very seriously in a healthy way, I think. And I can see that in him. Like I see him, he really understands that relationships are to be invested in and Mm. nurtured. And I see that in the men in his family. And so, you know, somebody coming not from that background, even being in relationship with him, I'm like, you're not worried that we're going to break up tomorrow. And he's like, no. And then like, if we get in a fight, I'm like, oh my God, are we going to break up? I've gotten better about that. But at the beginning, because he, in his mind, he's seen that relationships are work and you work at them and you nurture them. And it's, of course, we're going to have a fight. And of course, we're going to have a bad day. So I can really, I can agree that it helps you understand the person more. And then places that, you know, where he has insecurities or, you know, has different mindsets than me, I see in his family and I'm like, see how that was, that's modeled. I would say it was also extremely helpful having Erickson point out all the ways that I would normally guilt myself for like, oh, well, I didn't do this or I didn't do that. He was like, very affirming of how open I stayed, how grounded I stayed, all like all the growth that I've been working through the last year coming home where they maybe haven't shifted out of some of the dynamics. I kind of went into a space of guilt because I wasn't meeting them on that level. Whereas he was affirming, no, you're just staying in your new energy and you're not choosing to downgrade in order to connect at that vibration. But it's not that you're closing yourself off. You're just staying at your grounded, natural state of being and welcoming them to connect with you on that level, but not having to come down to their point of, I don't know if this is even making sense because I'm talking about energetics, but the whole point is having him there to affirm the growth that I have received was so helpful because normally I would slip into self-criticism of, well, I'm not doing the right thing or I'm too closed off or da 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 whatever. Yeah. Well, I actually love that, that that's, we're having conversations about our partners when they're, we're, you know, introing a episode about the divine feminine and divine masculine. So just to let you guys know, this is part one, part two is coming. This one focuses a lot on femininity and masculinity in culture, but mostly, honestly, we talked a lot about the toxic imbalances. We talk about, we define it. We talk about what it is. And we honestly, this was a really fun conversation for us, which is why there's a part two. So we don't exactly follow a super strong structure in this episode. So I'm not like we talked about this and then this, it was more 
we presented the idea of masculinity and femininity and really just unpacked it and unraveled where we see it in society done healthfully and not and in our personal lives. So part so we really hope you enjoy part one. Laura, how did you feel about recording this episode? It was so fun. And also it's always helpful to kind of talk through both sides of it and how it plays shows up in different areas of your life. And just to even see how much we've both grown in this and embodying it in a healthy way. Absolutely. I love that. Well, just a few little things to mention before you, we get into this episode. We're holding a little contest for if you rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. And if you review, please leave a five-star review. Thank you and good night. <laughs> um, and share it to your social media. We're going to be entering you into a drawing for a 30-minute free astrological meeting with me. And we will be holding the drawing around the 21st, around the solstice, um, and or I'm sorry, the equinox, and then announcing it the following Monday, I believe on March 23rd. So, or sorry, March 24th, the following Tuesday. So please, and you can share as many episodes as you want. And every time you do it, you get entered another name in the drawing. So go do that because that helps us and it helps you. All the love are aware. And we really hope you enjoyed today's episode and let us know what you think about it and have a fabulous rest of your day. Love you guys. We're super excited because today we're going to be talking about masculine and feminine energy. And this is a very common topic that I hear. And so many people have different perspectives on it. So I think this is great because we're going to add our flavor to this and kind of bring it into more practical points as opposed to just keeping it really ethereal and energetic and flowy, which we're going to have that too, but we're going to kind of explain some emotional health with the masculine and feminine energy. And we're going to kind of start off telling you, explaining what isn't, what masculine feminine feminine energy is not, so that you have an understanding of what it is. So, Victoria, if you would like to start us off on what is mas- not masculine and feminine energy? Well, um, when we're talking about masculine and feminine energy, we're talking about um, yin and yang. We're not talking about male and female. So I think a lot of times that's the first thing people hear it. They think we're taught, you know, they're like, oh, I'm male, I'm female. The truth is we all have a, we all have masculine and feminine energy within us. Um, So we all have both qualities. So some qualities and also feminine energy, it's associated with like um, night. So like day and night is masculine, feminine, yin and yang is masculine, feminine. There's different elements of the astrological or the zodiac wheel that are masculine and feminine so when we're talking about feminine we're talking the qualities associated with femininity are receptive so if you think about like feminine energy it's receiving it's creative it's intuitive it's nurturing it's feeling and so that's kind of just some, and then basic uh, adjectives of masculinity. It's aggressive. It's initiates. It makes shit happen. It's 
uh, a, the giver. So those are just some like basic over things of like masculine feminine energy. Yeah. And masculine energy too is structure. Mm -hmm. So they create a lot of structure and we all have qualities of both. So we're not one or the other. <laughs> we have both and we shift in and out of one to the other. So that's why it's so important to break down that it's not gender because we carry both within and a lot of people either identify with one more prominently than the other, but we all have both aspects within. And, and the we, goal, oh, sorry, go ahead. You know, you're about to say what I was going to say. So go ahead. <laughs> the goal is to find balance with both of them within our lives. So for if you're more masculine, then you're going to be learning how to embody the feminine side of you more and vice versa. But it's we want to have a healthy balance of both. It's kind of like in a relationship when you have someone who's dominant masculine and someone who's dominant feminine, there's a happy medium. There's a balance there. And that's what we want to find within ourselves as well is that happy medium or that balance. And I think in different areas of our lives, we have different balances of masculine and feminine energy. Mm -hmm. Like you might be really masculine, let's say at work, but then in your relationship, you're have a more feminine energy. Um, yeah. So it's really, I think it's really important to have a balance of all in every area of our life. And I think what, but what also happens is that we naturally want to balance that out. So if you're like somebody who feels um, really powerful at work or really powerful, like out in the world, coming home and having to be the one that's like making the decisions and making that can feel and when there's no when there's no balance, especially like for, I think, females who and we do have a dominant leader and generally females are led more by the feminine and generally. But men are led more by the masculine, but that is not set. So there are totally men that I think lead more from feminine and females that lead more from the masculine. But I would also argue that still in their private lives, there could be a different balance. So there definitely is with me. So I relate to that. I, I mean, I didn't always, <laughs> I, used, I used to be very masculine in every area. <laughs> so, and I, I remember growing up, I was predominantly feminine. I was very nurturing, very intuitive, very tender, receiving surrender, but over time I, I saw from people around me that that was portrayed as a weakness, an area of weakness, because the people that I was seeing embody it became victim to it. And that's one of the things we want to talk about how the unhealthy balance of femi feminine energy is becoming, is being a victim. And the unhealthy version of masculinity is control. So I saw the, I saw both sides of the unhealth. I had a parent who was victim to their feminine energy and a parent who was controlling in their masculinity. And so when I was just looking at those two contrasts, I played into that feminine for a long time and felt really trapped in the victim mentality and always feeling um, kind of crazy and not feeling protected and not feeling safe. And so I switched at a young age 
probably around teenage years of like, this isn't working for me. I need to like shift into masculine. Now, of course, I'm not thinking I'm shifting into masculine right. energy. Like that's not a conscious thought. Right. But I do remember saying being a woman is not safe and I need to become like a man and then I will have power. Then I will feel safe. Then I will fit in. Then I will be respected. And so I consciously shifted into the masculine energy, into control, into dominating. And a lot of people would even make jokes around like me in relationships with men, how I would just be so flippant and like didn't care, didn't like even when I would talk about them, it was very disrespectful. And like I didn't, it, they didn't matter to me. It was just very controlling the way that I had the dynamic of my relationships. And that was out of self-protection. But with me leaning into that masculine energy over and over and over, it perpetuated the cycle of not only being able to come back into my body and relax and come out of fight or flight mode, but it kept me in a drive, drive, drive until I drained myself out. Yeah, I think it's all, I just wanted to throw just for clarification that you're talking about toxic masculinity and toxic exactly. femininity. Yes. Just as a, because I think I just wanted to clarify that of like, this wasn't Laura being too masculine because you can be very masculine, but be in the higher, healthier vibrations of masculinity and that be totally in flow and healthy. But if you are in the toxic places of masculinity where there's an imbalance and the toxic place of femininity, that's when you're going to get that control. That's when you're going to get that victim mentality. So I just wanted like to interject, throw that out there, like, so they'd have context for that as you're talking. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah, that it was definitely a toxic version of that. It was not a healthy balance. I was not seeking balance. I clearly did not have balance because I would run myself into the ground. And I didn't get along in my relationships with men because I wanted to be the dominant one. And so there was always like, and a lot of times the guys that I was dating were masculine. So it's like masculine against masculine. But I, I'm a woman who needs to have that healthy balance of femininity and receiving. And I didn't want to because it felt too vulnerable. It didn't feel safe. I felt like a victim when I was in my feminine energy. So I tried to avoid it at all cost in order to be protected. So that was kind of my journey from going from feminine to masculine, but in a toxic way, like Victoria said. And throughout the years, I've now come to a more healthy version and understanding of it to where I find them blending and it being very empowering rather than having to flip flop between control and victim mentality with the unhealthy, um, the toxic versions of those. And my guess is you're probably attracting, even though you were attracting men that were in their quote unquote masculine, it was their top, it was low vibration masculinity. Oh, so yes. it was toxic masculinity yes. against toxic masculinity. Yep. Exactly. I'm sure they are. And if you have toxic masculinity, you have toxic femininity uh -huh. because it affects, it's not like you're going to have this really healthy developed feminine side and then be toxic masculinity. No, I think so. I think you're probably, I can imagine we're attracting these really toxic, which <laughs> yeah. one of the things I wrote down to say earlier was that the, the feminine cannot like divine feminine, high vibration femininity cannot thrive when she doesn't feel safe. So if you're in a situation with toxic masculinity or toxic mm -hmm. femininity and there's a lack of safety, you're not going to feel like you're able to be tender, nurturing, compassionate, 
and also get to the even the because femininity is so powerful it is very it's a very powerful energy it's just not an external energy so if you don't feel balanced and healthy and whole within yourself it's really hard to find that power within the feminine energy because it's not something everyone can see, you know, masculine right. energy. It's like, Oh, you're making this much money. Mm -hmm. Oh, you got that award. Oh, you did this. Oh, you have this job. Feminine energy is far more internal of like, I feel rooted and grounded in myself. I am creative. I'm connected to the divine. I am intuitive. I am, I am, I can give life. I can, it even like that protective mama bear, like that's mm -hmm. feminine energy. So, you know, it's, it's something that we all, I feel like, you know, it's a journey we all have to take of healing that, of healing both sides of it, of healing the masculine and healing the feminine. Yeah. How, how has it showed up for you in your world or how, what has been your experience with that balance? I was thinking about that when you were talking, because I think I've always anchored into my femininity a decent amount. Like I would say that I, even though I think I'm very outspoken and I'm sassy and I'm like, I've never felt like I wanted to cut off my femininity in order to be powerful. I've always seen my femininity is very powerful. So, and even, and I attest that to, if you look at the women in my mom's side of the family, it is wild. They are all manifesting generators, every single one of them. I think with the exception of one. So my mom has five sisters and her and all of them are manifesting generators. My grandmother, their mom and dad were both manifesting generators wow. and I'm a manifesting generator. So we have a lot of that. And that is a very masculine energy. Oh yeah. <laughs> like I think it also is feminine too, because you're like in flow and doing things that are fun, but you're getting it. You're like, you're like, oh, cause and this is how all the women in my family are. They're like, I want to write a book. Okay, let's go get a publisher. Let's go do this. Let's go do that. Like my mom has several albums. She's like, okay, I'm going to write this. I'm going to record. I'm going to. So it's that very interesting balance of seeing this like creative, intuitive, feminine energy, like putting some shoes on and getting some shit done. And it's really, in so my cousin who I'm hoping will be on the podcast at some point, she did pageants growing up and did like Miss Teen South Carolina and then ended up at West Point and then was like, a, I think a sniper in the military, like a sniper pilot. And now she's at Harvard getting her MBA. And now she's like exploring all these like spiritual things and like the chakras and emotions and all that. And it's fascinating to listen to her connect to all this stuff. But that is a perfect example of how I've seen this feminine energy be very powerful. Mm. So I think for me, it's been less about, it's really been about tapping into the softer side of that, because that's, I think the part I haven't seen. I've seen very powerful expressions of what femininity can look like, but the softer receptive allowing is the part that I think my family's, my mom's side of the family isn't as comfortable with. Um, I always like to throw out, they were, I mean, they were raised by a woman who got a pole vaulting scholarship to go to college. Like what she, and she ended up getting her degree at like 70. She like oh, ran all these businesses without a degree. She just learned it. 
she learned wow. how to do accounting and she like helped run my grandfather's business. And, but then she went to school for it so she could do it for herself at like Aww. 70. So I love that. Yeah. She was badass, but, but I would say like, and not super in touch with that softer side of femininity because they never felt safe. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really, you know, I don't, and saying that I have tons of respect for my mom's side of the family, but the women in my mom's side of the family, I would say overall, we haven't felt safe. Like mm. we could, we've been the mama bears. We've been the, you know, I mean, my mom's husband died when she was in her thirties. All of them have gone through at least one divorce. They've all had most of all have had kids and have had to like, they were raised to be single moms. I mean, it's kind of crazy to see that, but they really were raised to like be able to handle the shit that life's thrown at them. Hmm. And I think that's amazing. And I have that, I have that resilience. So for me, it's been less about like necessarily like tapping into feminine energy, but just leaning back and being like, okay, I'm not, and I, and there, there is some masculinity in there for sure. But I think I, th I think they've really owned their femininity of loving their femininity to an extent and then, you know, not, but so yeah, for me, it's been about allowing and really just letting myself come down and letting myself be like, it's going to be okay. It's not up to you. It's not always up to you. You're not mm -hmm. the one everything's going to fall on. And truthfully, when I hear that, my heart goes, thank God. Like, I don't want to be the biggest person in the room. I don't want to be the person with all the ideas with the, I don't always want to, also most of the time I don't want to be the leader. If mm -hmm. I'm the leader, it's because I'm like, I'm the best option for this. And mm -hmm. for the best, for us to get where we want to go, I'm going to lead for the betterment of the group or the betterment of whatever we're doing. I don't have like an ego about it where I, in fact, most of the time I'm like, oh great, you're better at this than me. Awesome. Do that. I would love for you to take the lead on this. So I think for me, it's really just been about letting myself get comfortable enough with letting things come to me and not having to figure everything out and really partner, you know, not having plan B, C, and D for when it doesn't work out. So yeah, I think I've definitely had, I have some specifics when it's come to relationship, but I think just kind of even knowing that's been my background of my relationship with femininity and masculinity. Yeah. I resonate with that too. On the part of like learning how to not have to have it all figured out, <laughs> but just to go with the flow and surrender and watch how it works out in your favor, especially when, cause when you're surrendered, you're the most intuitive. And I've seen that in you. Like I've seen that the times when you like flip back into, I got to drive, I got to drive, I got to drive. There's less of an awareness of clarity that brings peace to you knowing like, okay, that I, I have an intuitive ping that I need to go in this direction and it'll open up the door. So it is, it's beautiful to watch how that's kind of manifested in your life. And I can attest to that story for you of that balance back and forth that that's so real, even in the group settings, like I've seen that there's, there is that part of you that's like, I don't really want to take over. <laughs> like, I just want to like support, but I don't want to take over. But if I'm the best one in the room and I, you were talking about that. And for me, and 
I'm actually asking you a question in this because I was like, that still feels like feminine energy to me because I feel like you're still being a mom. Like you're still being like, okay, I want the best for you. I want to create space for you. I want this to flow. I want this to feel nurtured. And so I'm going to take over because I know that I have the skill set that you don't have. Oh, I do you feel like that is a hundred percent. I think actually most of what I was just talking about for me felt like feminine energy having to work really hard. Like the, almost the like, cause I do think feminine energy is really powerful, but I think when you lead from feminine energy and you're rooted in that, like exactly what you're saying, like I'm looking at the, what's the best overall outcome? How is everybody? And that's the one thing, like, even when I'm in a group setting, I hate when I see somebody getting stomped on and there's a part of me that's like, I will either absorb the blow with you so that you don't have to feel it as hard or I'm going to make me the target or I'm going to like make a joke or if it's a situation where I can just like confront the person and, or I don't like doing that. I only do that when it's like toxic masculine energy, but it's weird. I only do that with women. If a woman is in like a toxic masculine place, I will be like, hey, you're not going to do that. There's just like a part of me that just won't hang with that because I do have a respect for masculine energy from male coming out of males and females. I don't have an issue with it. In fact, I think that we need to be way more focused on healing masculine energy than trying to derail the patriarchy. I think that, I mean, I get it. I understand that we're evolving out of that, but at the same time, I'm like, we're coming at this. I mean, and that's, I think feminism where it's a fine line of go of going after, like we need to be focused on healing the masculine, not attacking it so freaking good i want to scream because when we attack it we're actually getting into ma toxic masculinity and we're trying to fight toxic masculinity which is the patriarchy which is misogyny which is this sexual assault culture which is all this shit and we're trying to fight toxic masculine energy with more toxic masculine energy and we wonder why it's not working yep it's, preach it girl and it's not gonna work and i that's one of the things that i I think a lot of women, I understand where they're coming from wholeheartedly because I, I see it. I see like places where women aren't getting necessarily like the space that men's get, that men are getting. And then I also see that we are living in a culture that was built by men. And of course they built it for men. And that there has to be a little bit of just perspective of like, yeah, we didn't help build this. So, and I say, I was talking to my boyfriend about this because we were talking about like what it would look like to move in together and all that jazz. And, you know, I was talking to him. I was like, hey, you guys have been living here as guys. This doesn't work for me. This is going to have to get fixed and this is going to have to change and this is going to have to change because as a woman, I like to take baths. So I need that bathtub clean. <laughs> I am not taking, like, I know you guys do showers. You don't care. You've probably never yeah. sat in that bathtub. I want to soak in a bath. Yeah. And I mean, and not seeing it as like, well, this is an attack on me because it's created this way. But like, no, it's created for dudes. Like yeah. their house was set up with guys in mind, not females. Mm -hmm. But I have to be confident enough to go in there and be like, and not attack and be like, 
what the hell's wrong with you guys? Yep. Why would you have this like this? Why would you have this like this? You're not thinking about me at all to, hey, this is what I need. Mm-hmm. And I need and, and take up space. Now, I am not saying that it's sometimes that you're not going to encounter men. It's 11-11 my time, by the way. Nice. That you're not sometimes going to encounter men that are like, well, I don't care. Like, you know, thinking about like women needing a room to breastfeed in when after pregnancy. I know for a fact that there have been women that have gone in and expressed that need to a boss and then them just be like, well, just do it in the bathroom stall. Mm-hmm. And it's our job as women to stand in our power and also our worth and be like, yeah, that's not going to work for me. Can we come up with another solution? And if they continue to be an asshole, then yeah, then you can go above their heads. Then you can, but initially to think maybe this is just a place that they don't understand. Yeah. Maybe they haven't ever, you know, maybe they're not a dad. Maybe they've never seen this. Maybe, you know, I mean, as crazy as this sounds, maybe their mother didn't breastfeed them. Maybe that's not like innately in them to think that this is. And so to really see is like, yeah, that might be some toxic masculinity coming out where there's some insensitivity of like, we'll just go breastfeed in a bathroom stall. But to respond and be like, to think about like as a, because women, we are, we are more, we heal faster. Like we're more in the divine feminine right now than they're in divine masculine for sure. And to look at that and we're more balanced right now. And to look at that and be like, hey, how can I help heal this collective, mm. not even this person, but the collective. How can I step in and like be that nurturing mother and still stand up for myself? Now, again, I don't expect any woman to like go into codependency and feel like it's your job to fix this world and, oh, they just didn't know any better. <laughs> no, you stand in your power, you ask for what you need, and but come at it from the angle of, I they want to help me. They just don't understand how to. And then if they're an asshole, then, you know, but that you don't ever have to leave healthy feminine energy to even go report it, even to go make a fuss about it. You can still stay in that divine balance place and not this toxic masculine, like attacking mode. There is a way to do that. Like get into that mama bear energy of like, I care about my body. I care about my baby. And this is important to me instead of I'm a victim. You're doing this to me. Screw you. You're the reason women can't succeed. You ha- we have to change our energy. And yep. those things may, those, if that's the, you know, if you identify with that and you see that and you're like, but that is how I feel. And I do feel like men are the reason I can't succeed. And there is a different, then there are things inside of you that need to heal. Mm-hmm. And that's okay because it's a hundred percent true that there are men that treat women like shit. Mm-hmm. And I am not discounting that. That is a hundred percent true, but it's still, it might not be our fault, but it's still our responsibility to heal it. I love that. That's a quote right there. And when you do heal it, people's energy shifts to you. So it, while it is true that men are, can be insensitive and, everything you were just describing if we are in a healthy balance and power with our femininity it will shift the dynamic it'll shift the way the conversation goes it'll shift now i'm not saying it'll fix them or they'll come out of where they're at into healthy masculinity but it will change the dynamic to be more receptive because you're not showing up with a dominating energy of pain 
and then, you know, bouncing off of their toxic masculinity. And it's just creating this war, <laughs> energetic war. And that's what I feel like the, the feminist movement kind of did. It was like this contrast of like swinging from one pendulum swing from the left to the right. And I'm like, that's not actually going to produce. Now, I, I do think as a society, that maybe is what needed to happen. And we're finding our balance right now. But the quickest way through that is not the opposite. <laughs> it is finding the balance. It's owning our shadow. It's owning the what society has put on us, healing it, absorbing it, loving it, changing our story, changing how we navigate it and projecting that healed energy, that balanced energy out that shifts society, that shifts culture way more than just getting on a pedestal and fighting against masculinity and all the constructs and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> totally. And I'm, and you know, and again, I think that there's a time and place for that because I think sure. Seeing the injustice is part of the cycle sure. and it's part of the process. So I do think that there has been, that's been needed because we have had to call things mm -hmm. out. We've had to had to say things and Bring sometimes, awareness. right. And it, sometimes you have to feel like if those feelings are there, we got to feel them. Just like we tell people like, you got to feel angry. You got to feel. So, you know, even if it is quote unquote toxic, it's still feelings. So right now as a culture, I feel like we are purging. We've been purging a lot of that, but just. I feel like I've been saying this for a few years now that I just want to be like, I understand it and you might have a right to be upset, but the truth is it's just not going to work. And at the end of the day, it's, do you want to be right or do you want to move forward? I love that. And you, and I think that's the piece that we all have to ask ourselves right now as women and even men too, like we have to ask that place inside of us of like, okay, I understand, but we have to move forward. And I do understand that there's still a lot of pain coming out and I don't want to invalidate that. And there's a lot of people that have been trapped in this and they're just now getting to have a voice and they're just now getting to expose some of the shit that's been going on. And you know what? That is what that, and that's needed. So let's let that keep going. But the ones of us, the women that are like, okay, I feel like I've gotten everything out that I need to get out. Now it's time for us to own, integrate, and move forward. And if there are people that, so we're making a way. So we're showing like, this is where we're going to, it's in, there's no right or wrong. We're all in, we're, it's a cycle. So we're at a different part of the circle right now and we need to step into that. Cause I think there's a lot of women that are just kind of like sitting and I know I'm in that camp that I've been just standing back going, I don't really know what to do. I almost just feel like I have to just say nothing until everyone gets over being upset. And it looks, and there's so there's years of all this shit that's been happening. I'm like, is there an end to the upsetness? And maybe not. And, you know, I don't want to, and I don't want to invalidate anybody's pain and I don't want to, and there may be people that, it, like I said, has taken them this long to even see that they're in a sexually, you know, abusive situation or whatever or have been or in a in work environment that's not safe. And I don't want to discount or invalidate their process and tell them, oh, well, you just need to get to where I am right now. But I think that you know, there are those of us that aren't feeling that, that we have moved past that we have integrated more. And it is, it's, we can step forward and still let people heal. 
Mm, I love that. It's so true. I, and that, that's the beauty of like not comparing, <laughs> not comparing you and your process to someone else. Cause you might've already felt it, validated it, leaned into the anger and you're past it. And another person's just coming to the realization of their pain, coming out of denial, realizing the trauma and is in the anger stage. And you can't try to hurry them along to where you're at. You have to be, you, you have to let them be where they're at and validate that and let them come through the process that they need to go on. So I love that point. And I would say that I think a big reason for that is because I think most of my pain with men happened when I was very, very young. Mm. So healing that was, and I mean, I, and I think that's part, you know, to note that, like, if you had something, if it was a workplace environment thing where you felt talked down to and you're in your twenties or it was in your career, that's a different timeline for healing than something that happened to you as a little kid where, so true. you know, you didn't, I didn't see dad show up. Well, I didn't see men stick around. I didn't see safe masculinity. So I had to heal that. And I remember like having to really make peace with that and, and forgive that to let that go eventually. But yeah, I was mad for years. So I think it's also, but there's a reason why that happened for me that early. There's a, it, the reason is, is so that I could heal out of that and then be a forerunner in this. And it's not because, oh, I'm better, I'm this, or I'm more, you know, further along. It's just, that was the, you know, that was what I picked up to move forward. That was like what I needed that or whatever that was the purpose I was supposed to fulfill or I'm supposed to fulfill is to like run a little bit, you know, in the direction, be the person, okay, we're going to go this way. Now you guys can be upset and you can get out all the shit you need to get, get out. But this is where I want you to see vision of where, cause we need that when we feel upset and we feel we're in pain and we're, we're in grief. We need to see that there's resolution to this, even if we're not there yet. Absolutely. That's what kept me going. I had people surrounding me that were showing healthy masculine and feminine energy, which was my expander. It gave me purpose to the pain. It allowed me to stay in my healing journey with my male hatred that I had. And even my feminine, my woman hatred, like both, both sides of the spectrum, the parts of me I hated. And because I was seeing that oh, that's where I'm headed. That is worth going through all of the crap. That is worth, you know, leaning in, feeling it, absorbing it, and shifting the story that I'm telling myself around masculine and femininity because I had only seen the definition of it being toxic. So when I had someone who was living in the healthy aspects, it was like, oh, oh, then yes, absolutely, I want to be in my feminine. Like that gives me vision for why I would want to embody that and feel safe in that. So good. And I think I, I was going to ask you like, well, what were the steps? If we could maybe, I think it might be good to go through some of the steps of how to heal that. And I think what you just brought up is a really good point. Get an expander, get somebody, I think male and female, get somebody that is, you know, walking healthfully in their masculinity, get somebody that's walking healthily in there. Honestly, what you really want to get is somebody that's balanced in both. Like 
you want a male that's balanced in both and you want a female that's balanced in both or a few or as many as you can get that you're seeing this. And it's also your brand of femininity because I think there's such a big difference between if, you know, my, if my like idea of what femininity was, was like Carol Brady or <laughs> like, I would be so lost. I'd be like, okay, well, um, probably not gonna do that. That's just not even like me at all. So I don't really know. But looking for women that like do and I remember my first expander, this is funny, I never thought about this. My first expander was Lucille Ball. Aww. When I was like a little little girl, because I found out that she produced that show. And she was the leading character and she and her and her husband was there and they had a kid and they incorporated it into the show. And I was like, wow, that is really interesting that you could be both. You can be a mom and you can have a family and you can have this show that's litter and be funny and be like a boss and also get to have this other now I mean ultimately you know their story they got divorced but still I mean that's their cycle and their process but I still got to see like that and I think that's important to look for look for women that and men that like are embodying the energy that like you resonate with mm -hmm. yeah and I always look for maybe and this was helpful for me because I used to think, oh, I need to find someone who like has it all. Totally. <laughs> and that made it a lot harder for me because I was always waiting for this one person who, it, I, I mean, honestly, it was like the holy one. Like, if, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Totally. Like, oh, they've got it all. Oh, I get it. I and feel like so I looked for that too. I was so hungry constantly going from person to person like oh no they don't have no that and nobody ever measured up and I wasn't able to take the aspects of a person Ooh. okay maybe in their marriage they show up That's really good. healthily mm -hmm. and take that as an expander I'm getting chills even as I'm saying this and take that aspect and let it expand me but maybe they suck at it work but I don't have to take that piece and let it be an expander I just take the pieces that I see them doing really well at and that not only allows you to have so much support around you because you're not expecting one person to have to like embody it all and be your mentor, your guru, your teacher, but you can take aspects of what people are good at and extract that, embody that, and let that be an encouragement to you and casting vision for you rather than waiting for that one person to embody it all. And then you can say, well, now it's valid because they have all of it. No, 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 no. Right. People have different aspects that you can take and that can be what casts vision for you. And everybody's, you know, and even the person that might be really great in their relationship and suck in their career, maybe they're in a season of life right now where they're working on their career and they're working on their balance. And I think that's the truth is that we're always, there's always going to be an area of our life that needs attention because we're so constantly true. evolving. So if we're evolving up like this upward spiral, like, you know, when you go from, career to self-care to relationship to purpose to family to bodies to this like there's always going to be an air and even if you like evolve one up once you get back to it it's going to need another upgrade <laughs> it's so true so we're never finished right because we're always evolving and we're always moving up so and we're always elevating so I think even just to keep that in mind of and those are some of my favorite people to watch actually is the mm -hmm. people that like 
they aren't great at one area or they haven't evolved that area of their life, but they're like a boss in another area and watching them in that process because you see, first of all, you they generally become like masters at it. If there are people that like really heal their shit and really go after it, they end up becoming like, oh my gosh, you were such an amazing example of how to do relationships really well when you because you've gone through so much evolution in it and but yeah I think the idea of oh my gosh when you said that of not trying to find this perfect person because also it's perfect for it's a you're trying to create somebody that's mirroring you and that's that person it's doesn't so exist true. that person doesn't exist because it's you yeah so you're not gonna find a person that has it all at every, and you might even be like oh they they don't have the type of relationship I want, but maybe that's the type of the relationship they want. So you got to go find the person that has the type of relationship that you want. Mm -hmm. And not let it invalidate what you desire. Cause that's what right. I would do. I would constantly compare what I wanted to the people surrounding me and then always feel like there was something wrong with me. Cause I wasn't seeing what I wanted in this other person rather than going, okay, that's what they need and want. That doesn't mean I have to shift my desires to look like them. Totally. I just need to go find people that resonate on the same frequency and vibe that I want, like career, relationship, whatever it might be. I just need to go find those people to expand me. Yeah. And I think as far as like going about practically healing the masculine. So, I mean, I think, so here's a, just kind of hit this right before we, and we might, I feel like this actually could almost be like a two part thing where we could do another know, episode right? on this. Actually, let's do that. Rather okay. than trying to like stuff everything into this one, yeah. I think let's wrap this. Like, I think we've given a really beautiful picture of balance of what femininity, powerful femininity, healthy femininity. I don't know if I feel like we've gone into healthy masculinity enough. Mm -hmm. um, so let's make this a two parter. I love it. Okay. Well, great. I think that's a great stopping place then. Perfect. All right. Well, guys, we are so happy that you tuned in today. Please subscribe, rate, review the podcast on iTunes, tag us and share the episode on Instagram and make sure that you tag us at the generator podcast. Let us know what you think. We're still growing this We're in the grassroots. We want to hear your feedback so that we can grow and develop it according to our audience and what you guys are resonating with. If you have any questions, you can email us at thegeneratorpodcast at gmail.com. Make sure you share a podcast with a friend that you think would be inspired by it and follow us and let us know your thoughts and anything else that you would like to hear. You can check us out on our website to learn more about our coaching services, astrological readings, and our latest blog at thegeneratorpodcast.online. So thanks so much for tuning in. We love you guys. Yeah.